Welcome to the Beyond the Funnel podcast. I'm your host, Louise Griffiths, and together we're going to nerd out on all things marketing and online business. After 10 years as a marketing consultant to online educators, course creators, and content-led businesses, I have strategized, built, managed, tracked, and scaled my fair share in this industry. I, along with some incredible guests, are going to share with you what's working, what's not, our highs and lows, plus insights and tools that will support you as you scale your marketing, build your marketing dream team, and celebrate smashing those big business goals. If you are ready, scratch that, craving some conversations that go beyond the beginner marketing and funnel topics, then grab a coffee and let's get nerdy together. welcome you to the very first episode of the podcast. I am so incredibly excited for today. We are launching our first three episodes, episode one, which is this one here, and two and three are now available to listen to. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to take a minute to thank you. Thank you for being here today, for listening in and joining me on this journey. As many of you know, as being podcasters yourself, it's sometimes not quite as easy as we think it's going to be to get these things out into the world. And this really has been a labor of love for a long time. And so thank you. And also thank you to all of you who have been DMing me on Instagram and messaging me on Facebook, replying to the emails that I've sent out, commenting on my Instagram posts. I really appreciate, truly, truly appreciate all the support. And If you do enjoy today's episode and the other episodes that we've released, I would absolutely love it if you could just take a chance to share it with someone else that you think might find one of these episodes interesting and also subscribe and review the podcast. Reviews and subscriptions really are the lifeblood of a brand new podcast like this. And taking those five minutes just to leave a review would mean the absolute world to me and just help us get this in front of more people. So you can head over to louisegriffiths.com forward slash podcast for all the details on how to leave a review, all the episodes we have coming up, how to submit questions for some of our Q&A style podcast sessions that we have coming, and also to see all the goodies that we have coming up for people who leave a review and then submit their details for us as well. All right, so let's get into today's episode. And I had to think, long and hard about what I wanted to talk about for this very first one. I felt like I wanted to set the tone for where we're going moving forward. And as you would have heard in our intro, I really wanted to talk to the people who have the funnels built, who've done the launches and wondering where you're going next. So I thought what I would do is share the framework that I actually go through as an exercise when I first come into businesses, whether I'm doing strategy sessions with them or I'm doing funnel audits or launch plans, whatever it may be, I first take a step back and look holistically at the marketing within the business using this framework that I'm going to go through today. Before I dive into that framework, though, I want to quickly address where I see the future of funnels, where I see funnels fitting into our businesses, especially as they mature and as we grow into different audiences, we start to expand outside of those linear lines that funnels allow us to be in. So when I reflect on where I see funnels going, it always reminds me of, I was at a conference in the US in 2016 
and it was all about funnels and marketing and paid traffic and all that sort of thing. And I was in a group and I think I was talking to them about some funnel templates that I wanted to bring out. And someone stopped me and was like, just be careful about attaching yourself to buzzwords. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And they were saying about how funnels was just a bit of a buzzword. It was going to start dying down. Like it wasn't, it wouldn't be their recommendation that I would attach myself to this phrase because it will start dying out and people might not know what it is in a couple of years. And I look back now and I laugh because our industry has exploded, especially over the last four years. And in that time, the popularity of the funnel framework has only exploded with it. (laughs) And that's for good reason. Funnels as a framework is great for beginners. It is a really great way to conceptualize how we're building out the marketing in a business, especially at the beginning where we require structure and focus. Funnels should eliminate, for the most part, things like shiny object syndrome. Obviously, we know they don't, but um, they should because it's very, very linear. Just focus on this one thing. And it's also very measurable as well. We have very defined stats that we work on. They're very well documented in terms of benchmarks in our industry now. And so it's a really easy way for beginners to get off the ground. But the one problem with funnels, as we start to scale in our businesses, as we move into more content, we expand our audiences, we're on more platforms, is is that we realize that this siloed approach where we're putting traffic in the top and getting sales out of the bottom, it's just not quite that linear. People experience our businesses in different ways. They purchase in different timeframes. They require different things before they buy. And so even if you've got one or two funnels in your business, If you're treating them completely in silo, I put traffic in here, sales come out here, I put traffic in there and sales come out here, what you'll find as you expand is is that your numbers don't hold quite as steady. You can't just simply double your ad spend and continue to get exactly the same results. They do normally slightly diminish in one way or another, but just overall your business changes, it expands and it doesn't quite fit that linear approach anymore. And so what I'm saying here is, is that we're not going to ditch the funnel framework. It's that the funnels have created a really nice foundation in your business for us to work off of. And now we're creating that multidimensional approach to your marketing. What fits around those funnels? What makes them work? What feeds them? What nurtures them? And how can we create other opportunities in your business for people to purchase as well? What we're really doing is we're just zooming out. We've got the funnels, you've got your newsletter, you might have your podcast or YouTube channel, but let's just zoom out and see how is everything working in tandem with each other? How is everything feeding each other? So funnels are like little mini machines in your business. They're providing a critical function, but it's not the only thing. Your business doesn't just feed off of those one or two funnels that you have. And the best place for us to start in order to better conceptualize what our business looks like is really to be mapping those customer journeys and understanding the people that are already going through our business, the people that are already buying from us, where are they buying from? And if you want to get a better idea of how people are buying and being able to map that, I definitely recommend after this episode, going to episode three which um, is going to cover off in much more detail how I analyze purchaser data in order to get a better understanding of customer journeys. So I'm not going to go through that in too much detail here. But as I started to work with more launch clients, which is where I really started to develop 
this framework from was that we were looking at things like Facebook ads and trying to attribute ROI, the spend from this, this launch, how was it affecting sales out the other end? And sometimes that was really tricky because we would see that we were building lots and lots of leads from Facebook ads during a launch, but not that many of them would convert compared to the number of people on list. And so it made scaling a little unpredictable at times. But what we noticed when we actually dived into the data a little bit more was that people who had come in through launches one launch ago, two launches ago, three or even more launches ago, they were the ones that were buying during this launch. And so we had to relook at things like paid traffic and go, we're not just investing in this launch, we're investing for our next launch and the launch after that. And if we in this launch decided not to spend any money on Facebook ads, we'd probably still have a good launch. But what we're affecting is the launches to come where we now haven't built those leads and they haven't had the chance to go through launches and start to experience the content without buying. And so by better understanding the customer journeys, we're able to build a better, more robust marketing system that allows for how people actually experience our businesses, not the funnels that we've built and the step-by-step, the emails we want them to read, the pages they're supposed to land on but actually how people are consuming your content and experiencing your business. And that's the mindset shift that needs to happen as you start to scale away from just these very siloed, I'm going to do a launch here, people will buy. I'm going to build a funnel here and people are going to buy. And we actually holistically bring it all together and go, how are we creating this cohesive strategy that allows for all the different ways that people might buy in our businesses? And how can we then look at where the most ideal clients are buying from, what does that journey look like? How do we optimize that journey so that they're having the absolute best experience to get there in the best way without friction? But then how can we ensure more people that are like that person have that same experience? Do they need to consume different types of content? Do most of them watch video series or subscribe to the YouTube channel? And so we're trying to engineer better ways for people to experience us in our businesses so that they are ready to buy when we launch or when they go through certain funnels. So I'm going to take you through my three-part framework now. I'm going to keep it quite top line. I want you to understand conceptually where we're going here, but we're going to be talking a lot more about this in lots of different ways and episodes to come as well. So I just want to give you the framework, but I'm also going to give you an exercise that I want you to take away today and I think you can implement in your business. So if you have a marketing-focused OBM, VA, or marketer on your team, this is a great exercise to do with them as well. And the framework itself isn't too dissimilar to funnels. You're going to hear this and go, it's pretty much the same. But there is some nuance to it. And you have to remember that we're now just not talking about one set of emails or one opt-in page or any of the more technical parts of the funnels here. We're talking more strategically across your business when we talk about the customer journey and how we're developing this ecosystem as a whole. If you are a more visual person, you can head over to louisegriffiths.com forward slash journey and there is a more visual representation of what I'm going through here too. I'll also provide a link in the show notes so that you can click over and have a look as well if you like to see a visual way of what I'm about to talk about. But instead of thinking of a top to bottom funnel, I want you to go left to right instead. I want you to imagine this as a journey. 
and left is them as they're experiencing you for the first time or just before they know about you. And the right is that ultimate end goal, that very top offer that you offer. Or maybe it is an end state that you're like where this is where I'm at my business. I might add more things later, but currently this is the end state that I take people to in my business at the moment. And when you go left to right, I want you to break it down into three sections. And these three sections are really how we're treating people in our business, how we're thinking about how we're supporting them to move along that journey because it's different depending on what phase they're in in the customer journey. The first one is attraction. So this is really our lead generation phase where we're focused on awareness and people are getting to know who we are for the first time. And really the most important thing here is having really strong messaging so that people understand who you are and you're attracting the right people and repelling the wrong people right at the beginning. We don't want people on our lists who aren't good fits. There is no point in having this vanity metric high number of people on your list. So you're just paying for them to sit on your list. And what we're really focusing on here is being intellectually interesting. So it's not just about creating a lot of how-to content and showing people how smart you are. It's about making them think, huh, I hadn't thought about it like that before. And so you're trying to open them up to new ways of thinking and that the way that you communicate things, the way that you teach things, the way that you make people think is a little bit different. And it allows them to really resonate with you and feel like the problems that you solve and the content that you create and your personality, your brand's personality, the way your business operates, they really resonate with it. So being intellectually interesting is really, really important because the challenge here is overcoming noise. And the noise is only getting louder in every online space. Every niche now is a lot busier than it was years ago. And so you need to think of new ways to really stand out. As I mentioned, this is the lead generation phase. But when it comes to your content and what you're putting out into the world, your ads and things like that, you want to come at it from a discovery. How are they becoming aware? How can we share the message with them? How can we make them feel like, wow, like this is really it. Like this, I really understand it now. I've been taught this before, but it didn't make sense before. The second stage is acquisition. So here we're really focused on the sale. So like I said, this feels really much like a funnel, but we're very zoomed out here. This is about nurturing, brand experience, really connecting. And you want them to think, wow, they really know me. Have you ever read an email or felt really called out in an Instagram post where you're like, wow, that is 100% me. And you feel a little bit more connected every time that happens to the person that sent it. They really know who I am. They really understand what I need. And the more that you can do that with the people on your list and through your social content for the people that are following you, then the more they're going to see you as the missing piece. This is the reason they haven't achieved the goal that they want so far. This is the reason things haven't worked in the past. And so you want them to really feel like you're the missing thing that they were missing in order to get to their goals before now. And the challenge here really is about overcoming objections and also their own beliefs, their beliefs about your industry, the beliefs that have been imprinted by things they might have bought in the past. And that's why launches work really well because the live components can allow us to overcome those objections and beliefs in different ways because people can connect with you 
They can ask you questions on Q&As and on webinars. And it is a lot easier to overcome those challenges when we have live components. But even through Evergreen, through our newsletters, through podcasts and YouTube, we can create content and position ourselves in a way that just allows us to really resonate with our audience and feel like they belong there and that they've finally found their community. And when they buy, they're not just buying the product that you sell. They're also buying into you as a brand. They're buying into your frameworks. There's a level of trust there. And so this really is a celebration moment and you want them to feel like they've made a really great choice. And the onboarding experience, that very first experience they have just as they're buying from you, the more exceptional you can make it, the more they're going to feel like they've made a really great choice and they're going to create that momentum that leads them into the next stage. So the third part of the framework is ascension. So once they've come in and they've experienced that onboarding, they're gradually going to go into this ascension framework. And really ascension is all about creating loyalty and retention and making them feel like they've found their community and that they're not going to go anywhere else. We want people who are going to continue to buy from us. So retention, if you've got a membership or a mastermind, but also advocate and purchase more from us, allow other people to purchase from us. And you want them to feel like, wow, they know what I need. So before it was, they really understand me, but now they're preempting that you're going to be able to sell things and provide things to them that they don't even know that they need yet, which is obviously from a, from a business perspective, a great place to be because you need less convincing in order to tell someone that they need to buy this other thing in your business. They understand that it's the natural next step because they understand the frameworks and the messaging that you've already been showing them up until now. The key here is really being their secret weapon. So we've gone from being the missing piece where they're like, okay, now it's clicking into place. Now you're their secret weapon. They're the reason that they're able to get the progress that they want. You have to be careful. Obviously, you don't want a reliance here, but you're looking at it from a perspective of you deeply understand your customer and what else they're going to need in their business or their personal life, in their relationships, whatever it may be that you're supporting them with. The challenge here is really about overcoming lack of action or consumption. So if you can't get them to have that initial transformation when they purchase from you or they don't even open the product, it can be very difficult to get them to progress any further. Um, whilst it's always nice to have people buy that first product from you, if they don't consume it and they don't move on, we can't continue to support them in their journey. And so finding ways to increase consumption of your products in different ways, whether it be from within a community or it be the way that you produce and deliver the course that you're selling, it really is worth spending some time at this point in your business actually looking at how people are consuming the content that they're paying for. So as I mentioned, this is a really simple framework, but it allows us to zoom out a little bit from this being single funnels to actually looking about how we apply this across your business. Well, there's a couple of questions I want to ask yourself that I think will be really useful, especially if you're finding that you've got blocks, because I look at this really as an ecosystem framework and ecosystems work on a flow of energy and also making sure that there is a cycling of 
you know, in a physical ecosystem, it would be nutrients. But what we're here, we're just talking about this flow of energy and enriched content and transformation from within our business. And so these questions will really help you understand if you've got blocks in your business, if it's if people are not flowing through that customer journey as easily as you want them to be, where you actually need to focus your time and resources because simply driving more traffic into that attraction stage is not going to fix it. I have posted this in the past, but I always say that paid ads will never fix broken funnels. And if you have problems with acquisition or any kind of ascension programs that you're trying to sell, just pumping more traffic in is not going to fix that problem. So here's the questions that I'm going to go through, and then I'll give you a little bit of example so we can wrap up for today. As I mentioned, if you are more visual or you want a copy of these questions, you can go to louisegriffiths.com forward slash journey. I've also left a link in the show notes as well. And I'd really love it if you could reflect on this. And if you have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram as well. All right, so the first category is actions. So for each of the phases, you want to think about what do they need to do or what needs to happen during that phase in order for them to progress. And one of the really big things is thinking about, for example, people are in that attraction stage. How are they becoming a lead? Thinking about all the ways that people can become a lead in your business, having a look through your website, through your Instagram, making sure that your link tree on Instagram is up to date, ensuring that there's lots of ways for people to get onto your list and show that they're interested in learning more from you. Sometimes I'm surprised by when I go to content pieces on people's website and they don't have any call to actions to get more information or we're not moving people around and trying to continue them on the journey. The next one is about motivations. So what problems are they trying to solve or desires are they trying to fill at each stage? The problems that they're trying to solve when they're first in that attraction stage before they become a lead is very different from what they're doing as they're going through the acquisition section of your business or even in ascension. So really taking time to reflect on when they're at that parts in their journey, what are they thinking about? What problems are they trying to solve? What do they think the problems are in their business? What kind of desires? What are their goals? What do they think that they're trying to aim for? And the third one is, what questions are they asking themselves? What do they need to know? What do they need to have the answers to? What is it that they need to understand in order to move forward? For example, if you're trying to teach them about something and they need to be able to use this specific type of software, are you getting a buildup of people not buying because they don't use that software, they use a different software, or they don't think they're techie enough to use that software? So start to think about the things that might be holding people back and start to go through the customer journey, looking at the people that are buying from you and how did they solve those problems? Were you getting a lot of emails from those people asking the same things? What content resonates mostly with people just before they buy on Instagram? If people are DMing you asking questions about a product before they buy, how can we start to infuse that back into what you're doing with your marketing? And the fourth one is a really interesting one. It's friction points. Where are people getting banked up in these phases? Where are they being prevented from progressing? Either where they're preventing themselves or where are you making it really difficult for them? Look at your sales pages. Are your waitlist forms working properly? Is it really obvious on your Instagram? I was trying to buy something from someone the other day on Instagram. And every time I clicked on their link tree, it kept taking me to this free training, but I didn't want the free training. I already knew I wanted to buy the thing. 
And it was a massive friction point. And I ended up not buying because I couldn't find where to get it from. They were talking about it in a reel, but I couldn't find it anywhere. It wasn't on their website. Their link tree wasn't helping me. And so just going through friction points and thinking, am I making it really easy for people to progress in this journey? Another thing here is looking at what people are consuming. If you've got really popular content, whether it be blog posts, YouTube channels, podcast episodes, whatever it may be, and just making sure that you've got a really natural flow for what you want them to do next. Give people something to do in order to continue to guide them through your customer journey and making sure that there's this constant flow, that they're constantly moving, that they are consuming at a pace that makes sense for them, but that the information that they need is always on hand. So by taking the time to audit your marketing through this lens, you'll start to understand how to support people along the way better. And they might flow in and out of several funnels in your business. They might flow in and out of different launches that you're doing in your business. And launching is a really good example of this. When we look at things like time on list, we get a better idea of when people generally buy It allows us to create marketing plans for 12 months, 18 months ahead, where we're actually creating journeys that make sense for our business. So if we're going to be launching in the June and we know that generally people are on our list for three or four months before they buy, we know that we really need to be doing a lot of list building in January and February and then creating a nurture cycle that, okay, if we're getting a lot of leads in January, February in particular, Then how are we then nurture them through the acquisition phase so that come our June launch, they're ready to buy? We're looking at the surveys of why people haven't bought in the past. What did we miss the mark on? Where could we be educating them in the meantime? So if we know that we've got a lot of people sitting in acquisition stage in the three to four months leading up to launch, how are we educating them? How are we creating content that's going to be really interesting to them? and make them realize that we are the missing piece, that we are the thing that is going to drive them forward. We're going to do it together with them. And even though people are coming into your business all the time, you generally are focusing more often than not on one of the phases at a time. You're always going to be tweaking and creating balance between all of them. But especially if you're in launches, that really is an acquisition phase. You might be creating new leads during that launch absolutely and it is also lead generation you're getting people through the attraction phase but during a launch that's happening very very quickly because you're only really launching for two or three weeks at a time so the attraction phase becomes very very shortened and the acquisition phase is really what you're doing during your launch and so most of your attraction you want to happen in the months leading up to that so that you can really nurture people Now, the opposite of that is with some clients, we notice that people actually want to buy quite quickly. So they're able to convert people quite quickly. And if there is not a launch for three or four months, they tend to go elsewhere. So we need to think that through, whether that means that you're going to put a small product on the front end to keep them happy until you launch, you change your launch model to launch more often, or we just do a really, really big lead generation push right before launch so that we time it in time. And that's why understanding your purchaser data is really, really important so that we don't create friction points and bottlenecks like that. And across the board, this also allows you to invest in projects knowing that there might not be an immediate ROI, but that it is contributing towards the bigger marketing efforts in your business. So when we look at launching a podcast, for example, or launching a YouTube channel, 
these things are not necessarily going to be monetized straight away, but we know that it has a really key focus in our business. It's going to drive people in that attraction stage through educational content and being intellectually interesting. But it's also going to nurture people and educate people on our frameworks and why we're the best person to work with all through the acquisition phase as well. So it allows us to focus on projects like this, knowing that they have a really key reason for being in our marketing strategy, even though they don't necessarily feed into one specific funnel that we've built in our business. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Like I mentioned, you can see a visual of this customer journey ecosystem framework over at louisegriffiths.com forward slash journey. Link is also in the show notes. But I highly recommend that you go through your marketing strategies, especially as we come to the end of the year now as well, and look through the lens of customer journey rather than individual siloed funnels and launches that we're doing and just see if there's any obvious bottlenecks or friction points or things that you're not addressing in your current marketing strategies that you could be adding in. In the next episode, episode two, we're going to apply this to some really interesting Facebook ad strategies that I've been testing recently that I think you're going to love. And episode three, we're going to dive deeper into the purchaser profiling that I've talked about here so that we can get a better idea of the customer journeys that are leading to the most ideal clients in our business so that we can get more of those people. We can optimize how those people are experiencing our business and actually engineer that experience for more people. They're actually just experiencing this beautiful journey within our business and everything that they need just seems to be showing up at the right time. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I would love it if you could leave a review on the podcast and share it with anyone else you think might get value out of this episode or the episodes to come. All the details on grabbing some goodies for reviewing are over at louisegriffiths.com forward slash podcast. And we also have our special Q&A sessions coming. So there's information on that page too on how you can submit your question to get answered on the podcast as well. Until the next episode, thank you so much again for joining me on this new journey and I'll speak to you again soon. 